Hello, welcome to the much delayed ninth episode of So Long Too Long. You might be able to tell by the quality of this recording that we're not in the studio today uh, as we're trying to balance real jobs and other things alongside fitting around the studio. So we did this over Zoom. So there might be some dip in sound quality compared to the other episodes, but we still think it's a cracker. Anyway, enjoy. This is So Long Too Long. A true-to-life recounting of a band that, despite their very best efforts, seemed destined to break into the big time if they could only overcome one hurdle, themselves. If they weren't quite four lads who shook the world, they certainly gave their postcodes a tremble. So hello, welcome to um, the long-awaited episode nine of So Long Too Long. Um, we are not in the studio today because we're trying to juggle studio time and other issues. These in the Middle East and the clocks have gone back and all sorts. So we're doing this via Zoom. If you can hear any uh, difference in sound quality, that is why. Um, so first and foremost, hello. Thanks for your patience. There was a bit of a delay in getting this out. Um, and our last two episodes seem to have gone down well. We've had lots of correspondence uh, from people and we've had people actually buying an Albany merch, which is a first. 20 years later, <laughs> people have bought our So Long Too Long and the Albany t-shirts, haven't they? People are loving it. It's a, I, I reckon it's fucking wild that people are like even buying it. But yeah, we're, we're getting there, aren't we? 20 years down the line, is right. <laughs> it's a good sign, but yeah. Yeah, but we've got <laughs> so it's on our, all our socials and uh, the patreon um if, if you want to uh, explore that there's a range of, of designs you can choose your own color there's two so long too long designs and two the albany designs but the thing that seems to have gone down um the most is uh episode i think it was episode seven when we spoke about our first ever gig the amount of people who who, who were there or certainly remember the, the other bands or remember seeing us it's it kind of brought a lot of people out the woodwork and it's it's jogged a lot of people's memories so we've had a lot of people saying they remember James time we've had a lot of people saying they remember actually that gig itself which is wild and um, so we've had lots of correspondence on that front haven't we I recall fire that episode and it took us right back even though we spoke about <laughs> it but I can't believe that people remember it like obviously they didn't see what happened backstage but we, <laughs> we brought, brought all that to light we did i think the best one we got was someone on instagram contacted us and said oh i remember you and um, we used a band who had a tree stump on stage or am i getting mixed up with somebody else <laughs> oh no that was us, that was us. <laughs> we haven't still spoken about that we still got it we still got it so we haven't spoken about that i think we will in a future episode um so that's a bit of a teaser about what we're going to talk about at some point but yeah if you saw the band um, with no basis, uh, a chicken suit and a tree stump on stage. That was us. That was us. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> but thanks for everyone who's got in touch. We've had, we've had brilliant feedback, and um, we've also had lots of uh, feedback on the bonus episodes we've done, particularly the deal or no deal watch along episode. Uh, the thrill of of that has seemed to have caught people. I've had at least four people message me saying, "What a wild episode!" and wasn't your deal, Anker. I can't believe it's coming back. Cannot believe it. It's all I did, did a bit of digging after the recording that Geordie one and uh, Mr. Mulhern, Stephen Mulhern, bringing it back. I think it's coming back this year, to be honest. 
God, I said yeah. to you, he gets he gets places water can't Stephen Mobile. So yeah, <laughs> deal order, no deals coming back. So who knows? You might have another watch on there. Yeah. But just to go one last time on the plug, if um if you want to watch the bonus episode where we do a, a like a director's cut style watch along of the deal or no deal episode, and we've got um other bonus bits. Um, go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash club shipwreck. And you can you can sign up for as little as two pounds a month, which it's nothing really. So and all being well, you get all other episodes um at least a week early. So 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 that's that. So that's all our correspondence and all our thank yous and all our plugging. So without further ado, um let's move into uh, episode nine of So Long Too Long. <laughs> As I've outlined in recent episodes, by the tail end of 2005, the Albany were making, if not waves, then light ripples in the puddle of their corner of Liverpool, and snap strings and brushes with the law aside, not to mention the continued absence of a bass player, things felt like they were going well. Although we defiantly plumped ourselves on the outskirts of any scene, and willfully shunned any sort of camaraderie with other bands, we did end up playing a charity gig at a school in South Liverpool alongside other acts who at that time were making actual inroads and we saw the benefit in beginning to make connections. Now, connections and networking were dirty words in our world, but it was undeniable that bands like the Aeroplanes and Cup were establishing themselves as the hottest tickets in town. They didn't have funny MySpace pages or any deal or no deal chat, so we were never going to be brothers in arms. But all the same, we knew that in order to kick on, we had to see how things really worked and to do what these bands were doing. Once we were there, we were keen to squeeze all we could from the shoulder rubbing that we were doing. And eventually, one of us managed to get details of a new recording studio that was set up in town. And the next step for us, there was a no-brainer. We were going to record our first songs properly without a dictaphone in sight. But we were also keen to make other connections too. The school we were playing at was St Julie's, an all-girls school that has produced alumni as illustrious as Jodie Comer, which meant that a disproportionate amount of the audience was female, a situation we were resolutely not used to. I naturally floundered in this arena, no doubt falling in love every time I spoke to a girl before inevitably chucking away any progress by bringing up Lars or Bob Marley. However, Steve, made considerable progress with a girl who was a friend of a friend of a friend type of thing. Now it must be stressed that at this time considerable progress likely amounted to just getting through a conversation without cocking it up, but this was progress all the same. Although Steve was so overwhelmed by this achievement and subsequently forgot the girl's name, he ended up with her phone number and trust me when I stressed that this was something to be celebrated. Brave new worlds indeed. So the Albany let loose in an all-girls school. <laughs> it sounds like uh, a <laughs> dodgy carry-on film or something. But Obviously, we're it. in danger. <laughs> no, no, Christ, no, no. Well, the Jimmy no. Savile experience, you know, with our past <laughs> record. <laughs> That's a very valid point. That's Straight in the girls' Oh, I remember man. before we went, stopping off in, a, in the Oxfam and getting a, a Trilby hat, remember? Well, someone else had to have one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, the trilby had it, did it? Yeah, is that what did the, the, the trick? Is that why when I was going wrong, I didn't have a trilby? Well, you know what? I think my hatred of the kooks, but then thinking, oh, I look good in this, and I'm going to an all girls school. I kind of thought, stick the hat on and totally sell out <laughs> my whole hatred of the kooks and their trilbies. Yeah. It's a nice little hat. 
I did the job, though. I did the job. Certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> the gig itself, then, can't remember who was organising it or what it was a charity for, but it was it was literally in in, in the school, wasn't it? And the aeroplanes were the big draw, and apparently they were. I don't really remember them, but they were a big name, and I still I still hear the name now. Um, and they they were like the headliners, but they they were a bit older than us. Do you remember the aeroplanes? Are they the ones that uh, like Noel Gallagher took on, under his wing a little bit? Like give them like a few support slots or something. Or am I? I, I, I don't know whether I'm making that up, but they definitely had like singles out, didn't he? In like Japan yeah. and all that. So like, yeah, yeah, they were a proper I, band. I improved the other week, and they had uh, they had one of their EPs in there in like the local local artist section. And yeah, I can't play with them in the girls' school. <laughs> And the girls' yeah. school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they did. They, they had records out. Yeah, yeah. So there was something yeah. right. Yeah, so there was them. There was Cup, who I think we spoke about before. That we were kind of we were mates with. I think we even jumped a taxi down with them. I can't remember who else was on or or anything. I think we did our usual get in there, ignore everyone else, and go and drink our <laughs> own ale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just remember like when. I think, as like you say, there we. I think we got a cup. Uh, sorry, a cab with a, a few uh, members of cup, and there's a there's a Sainsbury's round, Saint Julie's, but that was like just yes. being in in a different world, going down Walton when you're like from the Swan, and it, we ended <laughs> up in this. We ended up in the Sainsbury's, and uh, I think um, we got a, got a few cans and all that, and like uh, a bottle of JD or something, and um, Rich there, drummer, he's about six six. Big full beard, about five years older than all of us, mm-hmm. and he, we're all standing at the tilt, and he got ID'd, and he had nothing on him, so we had to put it all back on the shelf. But he was like, easily in his twenties at that time, so like we were oh, just yeah. waiting, waiting around the school, all sober, and oh god, yeah, tonight's gonna be a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we have I don't no gig. Do you know? I was gonna say we didn't we didn't have any any connection with the school, so I can't remember. Who got us the gig or, or anything like that? But um, we, we obliged, and I think that, I think there was a part of us thinking, well, so and so was on there, and so and so was on there. It'd be good for us to to go and you know uh, make make inroads into that world and and find out how how, how did you get that EP recorded or how, how did you get that gig and so and so. So we were probably on on the hunt for like as I say in the narrative, we you know connections and, and all that it was very anti-us but i think there was a there was an element of where well, we can't just keep playing in like the ci and and to, to nobody but steve's dad so i think that's why we we, we took it and um, all girls school probably appealed to us as well at that, at that time that's why like, the, the beatles would have done yeah it's i can remember everything apart from us playing <laughs> it was full of like school girls though that's what like there wasn't like a normal crowd at all, was it? It was just schoolgirls, but not in the mm. uniform or anything like. Everything, oh. everything that was saying here just sounds dead seed, you know. <laughs> it does, it doesn't. We want to stress that at this point, you two still were in school as well. Like it's not as if we <laughs> our age now going to play an all girls school, getting excited about it. They were our age, like that's what we must stress. And <laughs> suddenly we should have been called the nonces. <laughs> The longer this podcast goes on, the, the, the less we're helping ourselves with, with accusations and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But there, there was a group like... Yeah, I, I remember it went all right, though. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I probably snapped a string. That That's the way things seem to go in our gigs. I probably snapped a string or something. But there was a group of girls, I think they were like friends of friends of friends, and I think they took a shine into your trilby or something. But um, I, 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 said that I, I was utterly, utterly hopeless with, with girls, which comes as a shock to nobody. Um, you know, I think I probably fell in love about three times that night alone. Um, but you, Steve, you made... Real progress. You 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 actually get his phone number. Yeah, I, I I don't know how that happened because all I was talking about at that time was the Lars and how everyone else was shite. So <laughs> I must have got like sidetracked on something. But uh, maybe it was the trilby, you know, that had just been pulled off a man's throat, the dead man's fucking head or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember like there was there was a group and they they were kind of like into us. I think we, we did all right, and that impressed them, like the music ability. Given that we turned up with no stuff apart from like a couple of guitars, we used everyone else's gear. I think I managed to bullshit quite a bit. I was full of shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was already, yeah. I was already a rock star in my head, you know. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah, you, you know, you walk the walk before you can do anything else. But yeah. do, do you remember? Do you remember forgetting a name? <laughs> See, I, do you know what? I kept this up into my twenties as well. You know, I remember talking to her, and she's like, and I had like a one of those big like Sony Ericsson phones that like gave off yeah. more radiation than like should mobile, and. <laughs> I was I was putting a number in and I just my mind went blank because all I've been doing is chatting shy for like an hour. So then I just <laughs> I thought I'm just gonna have a stab in the dark at the first letter of a name. <laughs> I just pressed K <laughs> open for best and she went, Why are you putting K in? And I said, Oh, I have this this way of remembering numbers. It's like an alphabet form. So like Matty's C and like Robbie's D. So it's just like in order. <laughs> and that seems weird, <laughs> but she believed it. So I don't know what the hell was going on. Maybe she was buried or something. But yeah, probably like listening to me go on. But yeah, I, I remember years later. Remember when we were on that march in uh, in London and we were doing that. Okay. Uh, I was I was kind of the head guy on the on the bus going down <laughs> to London. And I lost the guy. At the, yeah. At the petrol station, but I had his number down as like. I don't know if we can say it on here, really, but yes. was it an alphabet or did I still doing the alphabet thing? No, 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 for him. You saved him in your phone with some bus cunt. Ah. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably still oh, in oh, Birmingham oh. now, isn't he? <laughs> still at the services, <laughs> waiting by the freezies. But I just love that, that cause I, I remember that happening. I remember seeing you get given a number or getting a number, thinking, fuck, what else is getting a number? And then this just local confusion. Why why have you saved it as K? And your explanation was that quick. I was like, it's genius. Oh, I've got a system. As as opposed to I've, I've got a working phone where I can just type your name in. You know, you don't need a system. You've got a working phone. Yeah. But it's just <laughs> the first letter. Uh, I've got a feeling you back me up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we jumped in. Oh, it's his system. It's what he does, yeah. I just, just remember imagine couple... oh, I got it right and, and the name was Kay. <laughs> yeah, that was I just remember when, when I when I spoke to when I seen you like turn around with, with the phone in your hand. I was like, "How'd oh, you get a number? Yeah, what's what's the name?" And you just went, "I haven't got a fucking clue." <laughs> you just <laughs> fucking clue. 
But once we did find out oh, well. around this time, we had a habit of turning everything into like chants, didn't we? Everything uh, like remember there was a news agent in, in the swan called Mr. B's, and after a few drinks, we'd be pounding the table, Mr. B, Mr. B sells the echo <laughs> for 30 B, Mr. B. Like we just had this boorish uh, habit of doing that, and then we eventually found out her name. Yeah. And we wonder why Gales didn't speak to us. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So naturally, we did this, and uh, and we, you, you you rectified the situation. I can't remember how you found out her name, but you, you came back and said, "Oh, my name's Hannah. I've got it sorted." It's Hannah, and instantly, Hannah, the spanner. I think it was, think it was Bob. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably was. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember just straight person straight into Hannah, the spanner upon a banner is where I found their name. <laughs> it got louder and louder. The spanner upon a banner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I remember being very pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it'll do that. Yeah, the romance didn't last anyway. We went to see Harry Potter. I hadn't read the books. I didn't know what was going on. It was like the third film, you know, the second one. I was like, you were all these fucking private educated little bastards flying around causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> The gig was, as most were in our early days, eventful, but not necessarily due to our music. We'd gone down with a number of pals and no doubt a solid stash of Vibog pills from Groovy Gary's. But unlike our previous gig in the CI, which was attached to a school, this was literally in a school. And as such, band sets were on in different classrooms. So this meant there was no backstage area as such and gear was just strewn across the place. At some point during the evening, a gang of local hard knocks and scallies had turned up, clearly not in the mood for jingle jangle, no matter how rooty it promised to be. Rather, they were clearly keen on causing trouble and nicking gear. Now, I'm a coward at the best of times. Although I can talk my way out of jams, when it comes to confrontation, I'm not seen for dust. My curly, near-shoulder-length hair made me a prime candidate for getting a pasting in situations such as this. Therefore, my waters were telling me to get ready for aggro and plan an exit. We needn't have worried, and really, I should have known better. The gang walked over to our camp, and as I was readying myself, an opening gambit from this lot soothed us all. Fucking hell, is that Bob? All right, lad. Of course Bob knew them. One of the many benefits of having people like Bob on our team meant that as a bunch of daft lads, we had immunity by proxy from armies such as these. In conversation, these lads did confirm that they were on the lookout for gear to rob, but thanks to Bob's presence, we were safe, and they decided to therefore call the whole operation off and instead stick around for some ghastly Derby Lane ale. More drama was to come, though. Come the end of the night, we decided to jump a taxi back to the Albany, but in my sodden state, I couldn't find my guitar. Our taxis had been ordered, and I was getting more frantic searching for it. Someone, I can't remember who, suggested it had been lifted, and pandemonium spread throughout the group. Someone's nicked Matty's guitar! This was a declaration of war. Coats and bags were turned upside down, either in search of the guitar or for confirmation it was gone. Some of our extended group were more incensed than I was. I was simply gutted. They, however, wanted blood. Someone, again, I can't remember who, suggested we adopt an Old Testament approach, an eye for an eye. Or more accurately, a broken cheap guitar for a very expensive guitar. My guitar was a vintage SG, which meant it was a replica imitation of a Gibson SG, a guitar which would have easily set us back somewhere in the region of two grand. 
By coincidence, there was an actual SG knocking about amidst the classrooms, and I had to do some very strong persuading to stop this becoming my new guitar. I'm sure you can guess where this story leads. My guitar turns up exactly where I'd left it, under my coat. Relief was the name of the game for me, and we jumped into our taxis and headed to the Albany. Things weren't quite over, however. Once we got there, it was clear that someone in this extended group of ours wasn't happy with such a happy resolution as the one we'd reached. They'd wanted a trophy. None of us knew whose it was or how they got it, but somehow the biggest catch of the night had been a blind man's cane, which was brandished and proudly held aloft. Having had enough excitement for one night, I didn't ask any questions, and I soon exited stage left. <laughs> As I was saying, like, um, do you remember at the end of the gig, Steve, like, you fucking hated the police and Sting, and because <laughs> it, because it was just like a high school gig, like, the minute we played our last note, like, ring, like, the DJ put him, um, don't stand so close to me on, and you just stood up and went, what the fuck is this? And just started, like, twatting, <laughs> twatting your snare. And then we walked off. <laughs> what a successful gig. I feel like more people would agree with me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gone. Fuck yeah, staying yeah, in the police. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's what NWA's songs about, really. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was our eventful gig. I'm, I'm, I said earlier, I'm sure I snipped the string. There was something that went wrong because they all um, and probably had to borrow another guitar. It was just a thing we did. I don't know what it was talking about me playing or what, but I was always snapping strings. Um, but we were. Again, as I've said in the narrative, it was literally in a classroom, wasn't it? There was no stage as such. It was like push the desks to the side and the band just play in the middle. The thing is, like the Be- when the Beatles did all them gigs and all the screaming schoolgirls and all that, <laughs> we didn't quite have the same experience, did we really? Because we could hear every note that we were playing, unfortunately. But hey ho. I might still have K's number. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know me in your system. Uh, hey, saved as anything could be saved as anything. Yeah, uh, I could call Kay and it'll be that guy at the bus station. <laughs> bus station. Uh, yeah. So the drama around the guitars and and everything with the scanners turning up and and all that that was um that was not what we expected playing a charity gig in an all girls school, but it, it it escalated really quite quickly, didn't it? Like, pretty yeah it was wild because like the backstage area was like the maths class or geography or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. so while while the other bands were playing and we're obviously wanting to get off it's like oh well, let's get all our gear then because the cab's coming and obviously like just sent into a blind panic because we haven't got that much gear anyway and for someone to like someone to rob like 30 percent of it <laughs> you're demoed <laughs> aren't you really yeah yeah yeah. But with, with all the the, the different um, stages or whatever you want to call it, being different classrooms, there was no like backstage area, so I was I was in a blind panic. I probably looked in like the same place three times and and didn't look in the other classroom another time, and I was just convinced it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Some and then someone raised the possibility, or oh, someone's had off with that, and you know, pretty looking guitar like that, Matty, that's not going to stick around unsupervised. I mean, it was a steam about the shape, but then it was like, oh, do, do you think? Do you think it's gone? It's gone. Oh, fucking hell, someone stole Matty's guitar. It's like, oh. 
God almighty, chaos. If anyone robbed our gear, they would have brought it back. <laughs> you would have went to cash converters and would have been, we won't even buy this shit, mate. <laughs> Is that a spanner to tune, tune the guitar? That's, That's a good point. Strings, That's a good point. Lift the guitar. You need the accompanying spanner. Yeah, and no one's going to lift any bin bags. Yeah, I do remember absolutely shit me kex though when all those lads walked in. I was thinking, oh, <laughs> hey, I've got this trilby on me idea. <laughs> but I thought you were the teacher. <laughs> don't know what I'm more panicked about being in a maths class or get my head kicked in. Because <laughs> we were, we were, we were daft lads. We were, but we were rather naive when you look back. And then a group of actual scallies turn up. It was knees knocking time. Oh, it's get, it's oh, it's gonna kick off here, and they're they're gonna wanna show off in front of the girls and we're going to have to look like dickheads in front of the girls as well. Steve's only just got Kay's number. It's it's not going to go well, this. It's not going to go well. Yeah, that phone's going. <laughs> What's that? Then my phone will be the first thing nicked. But then chuck back at me. It's one of those Motorola's size of a fucking house brick. And then, of course, Bob knew them. Just, I, I, you yeah. know, of course... I don't know why why we would ever worry it's like, if, there's, if there's any aggro and Bob's with us we're going to be alright it just didn't cross my mind I was like oh yeah sound sound Bob's here we're all mates now. He, was the, he was the only <laughs> one sitting there that wasn't worried in his shorts <laughs> <laughs> it was just that utter relief of oh alright is, is that Bob oh, fucking hell Bob alright lads oh thank god for that we're alright we're alright <laughs> I I like, what, what are you doing here yeah, yeah, these yeah. Nubbins. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the Scallies, they weren't like once they realized that Bob was with us, they, they didn't hold back and they were very much like, Oh, yeah, well, we were going to come down and nick a load of equipment, but we won't now because you know, Bob's here and he's sound. And yeah, they, they didn't hide yeah. it, you know, yeah, we were, we were, we were going to cause our grab and nick stuff. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> Do you want to join yeah. us? <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you want to come back to the album? <laughs> Well, that's, that's what ended up happening, wasn't it? And as I say, well, when, when yeah, I found me guitar, it was just, it was just, it was just there all along. There was no, no drama when we got back to Albany, and, and uh, oh, I don't know because I, I, I don't know. I can't remember who the lads were, or I don't think we ever saw them again. But um, they, they, they really wanted to nick something, and I think they saw <laughs> the guitar fiasco as an, an opportunity to nick something. But you know disguise it as like the right thing to do someone nicks your guitar well we'll nick one for you I was like no no you're really alright please please don't <laughs> I think they, they got the taste hadn't they for it and then we're back in the album and somebody just brandishes hey at least I got this though fucking hell lads and they just snapped out a, a blind man's walking stick oh my god <laughs> it was the reveal <laughs> because I, because it was like one of them uh, telescopic ones it looked like he just pulled like a ciggy out and then yes, with a exactly. flick of the wrist <laughs> it extends Four and a half foot nearly took someone's eye out. <laughs> oh, fucking the irony, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I think that image of when that lad pulled that cane out and yeah, it did like flick, didn't it? And yeah, all connect up. Look what I got. <laughs> and I was like, you nicked the blind man's cane. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, why was I never saw a blind man walking around like with a cane at that gig? That I feel like <laughs> I, I would have noticed. Just a cool like, fella in the corner with the glasses on indoors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few people uh, after the gig, but yeah, yeah, yeah. People wish they were deaf, yeah. But um, we, we, I just thought I'm not going to ask. I 
it clearly unhinged. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not going to ask. I'm going to finish up my Guinness yeah. and I'm going home. And I just want to put this bed, this night to bed. Okay, now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Where's my cane? I know what the next will find. It'll be under those coats. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember. Like, I wasn't impressed by it, and I think I said that one. But oh, you shouldn't have done that. And like, the first response back was, "Are oh, we have another one?" <laughs> that's your response. <laughs> Gotta find the first one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, hmm. oh, oh. moody man, but but. but. It's moments like that. You're glad you've got someone like Bob on your team. Or there's another mate of ours who we'll probably talk about another time for. that. You're just glad you've got people like that. Because we, we'd have been toast. We'd have been absolutely useless. We'd have been like wet yeah. paper bags. You know, we'd have been in all sorts of danger. But just having someone like that, even if they don't know Bob, they know Bob's that type of Bob's sound. You know, I won't mess with these lads because, you know, that, that Bob's all right. It's just such a oh, thank God for that. I think every squad needs needs something, someone like that in them. You couldn't have a squad full of people like that because you'd all be lunatics. But you need someone like that, don't you? <laughs> the the, yeah, the Beatles shorts. had Mal Evans. Mal Evans. <laughs> yeah. We had Bob. We seen his real name and he was a scaffolder. <laughs> and he always had loads of money. Go for Bob. <laughs> I don't think it was me, but one of us made contact with the recording studio before long. And before we knew it, we had a date. Friday the 30th of November in Cassette Studios on Victoria Street. We knew we had to record so long too long. That much was a given. It was our pension plan as far as we were concerned. And we had agreed to do a second song to get our money's worth out of the day. We settled on facing the crowd for some reason. It was likely the one we thought we could get away with best considering we didn't have a basis more than anything. I had a lecture in uni that Friday morning and vividly recall zoning out of academia and daydreaming about how this was the key to the door. Before long, as prophesied by the dreadful lyrics to face in the crowd, our name would be up in lights, our songs would be sang by the masses and it was a matter of time before we were heralded as national, if not international, treasures. The lecture ended and I couldn't get out of the theatre fast enough. We had booked the studio from lunchtime till evening, so I met Rowie, Stee and, naturally, Bob in town and we marched over. I don't recall having a guitar with me and Stee certainly didn't have his bin bags of cymbals and bits, so I'm assuming we assumed we could use the studios. We located the venue and climbed several flights of stairs until we reached the attic of an old dilapidated building. So eager were we that we ended up getting there about half an hour early and short of any ideas just hung about in the doorway. After a short while we heard the clanging of boots on stone and a schoolboy in uniform also ascended the stairs. Now we were at the very top of the building so there was nowhere else to go other than a door that was next to where we had agreed to meet. The schoolboy rang a bell and after a short wait an old man opened the door silently letting him in without acknowledging us before closing it again. Now there's always a danger the hindsight and the dust of times passing clouds my memory, but the more I recall this incident, the darker the room the boy entered gets, the older the man gets, and the creepier it becomes. There's every chance the whole scenario was innocent, but it all just felt very odd. Anyway, before long, our producer, the man who held the key to our fame and fortune, climbed the stairs and introduced himself. A rakishly thin man carrying heaps of equipment greeted us and introduced himself as Linus Jackson a name befitting of Frank Button's company, surely. 
Linus was in a band called Snap Ant, who, like most of our company we seem to be keeping at that time, existed in a very different world to ours. Snap Ant were, if I remember rightly, synth-based and played jarring and what seemed to us then as experimental music. Not rootsy. Not rootsy at all. This was exemplified later in the day when, once set up, Steve was talking to Linus about drum sounds he wanted. Have you heard the unreleased version of Timeless Melody by the Lars? Steve asked. Linus let out a half laugh. He hadn't. In fact, I'd be surprised if he'd heard the released version. But before all that, there were introductions to be made. Keen to get off to a good start, Linus stated his name and asked our individual names, shaking our hand as we went round, proclaiming each one, huddled in the doorway on top of a narrow staircase. I'm Matty, nice to meet you. Handshake. Rowie, alright la? Handshake. Frank Button, yeah, Button, Handshake. Then it came to Bob. Linus outstretched his hand and Bob, in short, naturally, scanned Linus up and down and looked at his extended hand as if he were brandishing a pile of steaming turd. Bob kept his hands in his pockets and simply shook his head. An awkward silence hung in the air. Right, let's get in then. Linus broke the mood and on we went in. Oh yeah, that's Bob, I offered. Anyway, next step, top of the poppermost. So it was a big deal getting uh, a proper recording session, wasn't it? Well, it's what like uh, all normal bands do, isn't it? Like the next thing to do is record, isn't it? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I found weird about it was we went into started the recording studio. We weren't actually a proper band. We we still didn't have a bassist, mm-hmm. did we? No, um, no, we didn't no, have no. Clue what we were doing, and we didn't have any no. proper equipment. Nope. Like I said, you. <laughs> Or oh, you were still tuning your guitar with a spanner. Our <laughs> uh, practice room was, was the loft. <laughs> your bedroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was. Uh, but no, I think we were ready. I mean, we, we 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 were in no way ready. I remember being in in the lecture in the morning, thinking about the song and thinking like the middle eight and so on, too long, and I was thinking. Oh, should I add a guitar line to it? I mean, there and then, without a guitar in my hand, is not the time, you know, to, to be thinking about adding guitar lines when I'm going in the studio in like within the hour. We just we, we were in no way ready. Can't remember who got in touch with with Linus or or, or anything like that. And we weren't aware of Snap Ants until that point where we, which was the band Linus was in, the producer. Oh, wouldn't have had a clue. And like you say, I wouldn't even know how we. Would have got the details because it would have been like you know Twitter or Facebook or it would have just been like I know a guy type thing. Yeah, I think it was from someone at the St Julie's gig. I think it might have been Cup or someone. I think that's why we were like pestering people because we 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 had no connection at all with anyone beyond Ruby Gary. So we were just uh, the first producer. We were like, yeah, we'll do it. Even you know he's a synthesizer, experimental music. Not asked, can he record us? We'll, we'll take it. Um, and the building, I think, is it the um, the Dixie Dean Hotel now, or or was it the one behind it? But it, it's that end of town, isn't it? I think it's I think it's the one behind it on Victoria Street. That's what I remember. It's like opposite yeah. the 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 lifestyles. Yeah, so that's that hotel's the lifestyles in it. Yeah, so over the road on Victoria Street. Yeah. But it was about old buildings. Yeah, it was like five six floors, no lift, spiral staircase yeah. all the way up. Oh, I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, we had no gear, hardly any gear to carry up. Started by the top of it anyway. What I want to know is why was Bob with us? What was he adding? 
it was just it was just part of it's what we did, wasn't it? Just absolutely what we did. But <laughs> he turned up a practice, he's okay, because he'd buy the island sit and, and just silently nod. <laughs> he had no role in this whatsoever. <laughs> but we knew he had to be there with us. He absolutely had to be. <laughs> you knew more than us, probably. I didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> I, I genuinely a, thought that like I'd only have to play one chord and it'd get repeated. I, I genuinely thought that. I remember you saying that. I remember you saying, "Well, I'm only taking half an hour." I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Well, there's you know there's four chords, so I just strum the four chords and they just copy and paste." I was like, "Is that how they do it?" I like, well, well, I don't know. Well, like, oh, all right. Well, sound if it is sound. <laughs> Linus would have been into that idea with all his synths and all that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't with me. <laughs> well, we got to yeah, the top that's what of that. Like... Melody was missing. Since... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to the top of uh, this like dark, dusty building with a spiral staircase, and we we were early because I think we were that keen. Um, and we were like, "Is this the right place? Is this the right place?" And then, and then that that incident with with the schoolboy. Now I know I've said in the narrative, there's a danger we we overthink it because it's like you know. 18 years but even at the time that that was moody wasn't it that's one of the strangest things i've ever seen like it was fucking weird like like you say it's them footsteps coming up the stairs and like the kids like the young the young schoolboy was keen to get up the stairs and uh, it was just frightening because then he's not expecting four lads to be at the top of the stairs and like you say it was a tight landing weren't it he weren't going to record anything. And he just knocks on this door and this fella. He only had his bills on, didn't he? Right. This is what I was going to ask because I, I, I've got in my head he had like a gown or something. But I, like, there was something it, in his appearance that caught our attention anyway. It wasn't as if he turns up and he had, you know, a three-piece suit on or, or anything like that. There was something, I thought like a dressing gown, but it might have been his bills, but there was something if, odd about if he it. Had a, if he had a dressing gown on, it was fucking open. I'm telling you that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was fucking seedy as. I just remember, like, because he just stared at us and just pointed at the other door, didn't he? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pointed to, and it, like, didn't say a word. Like, the boy, nope. the, the, the young boy, just, like, scuttled in. And I remember, like, looking past this fella, and it was just one bicycle wheel spinning. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we knew at the time it was something was, you know, weird and creepy, but we were just, there was just a period where we all kind of looked at each other as if, like, did, did you see that? Did, this, neither the schoolboy or the old man said anything to us. But yeah, I forgot about the old man just pointed at the door that we were meant to be in, as in, like, you're in there, not here. No one said anything, oh, but like, right, it, no, was, it was like, no. everyone knew what was happening. Yeah. We should have asked if he played bass. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we just like stupefied in silence a bit. Like, is that is granddad? Is that what what's going on? I mean, I, now as like a, a a proper adult, I'd be asking more questions and I'd be checking things with all right. But at that time, we were just so like, the fuck. It was like it was like seeing a ghost, wasn't it? In the sense that you'd all go, nobody else saw that. Surely that, that can't just have happened. It felt like almost supernatural. I was bizarre. I'm surprised that he didn't um, put any money under under our door. And say I'll pay for this. Just fucking keep quiet, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a great start for a recording session, isn't it? 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And and um, Bob refusing to shake his hand after we all shook Linus's hand. That was and, hysterical, man. That was that, 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 that just set the tone for the day. That. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Bob wasn't even trying to be funny with that, was he? It was Linus no. was he was a very nice bloke. Um, clearly not of our world, you know. Playing yeah, yeah. in different circles, but a very, very nice bloke. Very keen to be like, oh, that's your... he wasn't, he wasn't scouts, was he? Or no, no, he, he just like seemed like he, he's quite a tall, skinny, like you yeah. know, looked like he hadn't slept, maybe yeah. far too, yeah, yeah, yeah. too many drugs the night before. But yeah, he seemed nice enough. And then when Bob refused to shake his hand, the, I thought he doesn't want, he doesn't want us around all day, does he? <laughs> 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 but Bob wasn't even trying to do it to be funny or make anyone laugh. It no. was just, and it just had to be Bob last. It'd be different maybe if Bob was first or in the middle, but it just had to be that way, didn't it? You know, shake my hand, all right, nice one, Robbie, nice one. Yeah, thank button, yeah, nice one, nice one. And <laughs> to shake Bob's hand, and Bob just, just looked him up and down as if say, you piece of shit. And just, Bob just shook his head <laughs> like the old man didn't say anything. Like, uh, right, okay, well, do, do you want to come in? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> He didn't even explain himself. Like, didn't say, oh, I'm not shaking his hand. He looks like a fucking nonce or something. But <laughs> he, he was just <laughs> really aggressive from like the start. <laughs> just just refused to shake his hand. And then, then we feel we've got to explain, oh, it's all right. It's, it's Bob. Yeah. He, and was he your bassist? He's the drummer. Oh, no. <laughs> he's the drummer. He's the guitarist. Is he the bassist? No, he's just uh, he just pays for our ale and stops us from getting beaten up. <laughs> oh, you man Evans, yeah, man Evans, yeah, yeah, come in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a way to start it! What a way to start it! Oh man. So long, too long is a podcast written by me, Matty Lachlan Day, also starring Liam Rowlands and Steve Buckley. For more information, search So Long Too Long Podcast on all socials or email us at solongtoolongpod at gmail.com. So Long Too Long is part of the Club Shipwreck Network. For more information, go to www.patreon.com slash clubshipwrecked. Thanks to John Gibbons and the Anfield Rap for Loan of the Studio. I like playing him at that, man.